Black Low Budget Podcast. I cannot believe that we're at episode 12 of season 2 already. This is the last episode for this season. And next week, I will be taking a break so that I can recoup and prepare for season 3. But let's just let's just do a brief recap of what we talked about in season 2. Because this season was all about foundational work and really preparing yourself to move into the next phase of leveling up our finances. It's so important for us to do a lot of inner work before we can really start putting in the actual work when it comes to our finances. So let's just do a quick recap. Um, episode one, we talked about the five, the five necessities for financial success. I, that episode right there kind of blew up. Y'all really love that episode. Um, in that episode, we talk about a lot of different things that you need. Most of it, though, is before you even start moving money around and putting pen to paper it's a lot of understanding how you need to to internalize what you're going to do with your money and how you're going to move forward with your money. So if you've not heard that episode, definitely check it out because it's really good. Episode two was three ways to recognize fake goals. Please go listen to this episode because a lot of times we think we are actually creating goals and we're not. We're not. It sounds good on the surface. It sounds like, oh my gosh, I have all these goals. But these three ways, I guarantee you, some of us are doing at least one of them. Go check it out because you you don't want to start off the year or start off the beginning of the month or the quarter thinking that you've come up with goals, but really you haven't. So I'm not going to give you all the details on that one, but definitely uh, check that out. And it's something that you need to recognize before you start making goals. So as you're making them, you know how to adjust, right, and pivot however you need to. Episode three, we talked about four ways to quantify your 2022 goals. Quantifying your goals is so important. I can't stress this enough. When it comes to to creating goals, a lot of people falter or they, they, quote, fail because they're not, they're not, using their goal and putting a number to it, right? And then breaking it down into smaller segments. And it's going to be so important for you to do. If I ever find time to start this YouTube channel that y'all have been dying for me to start, I promise you that's something that we're going to go over. But um, yeah, if you're, if you're not putting monetary like numbers to your goals, you need to listen to episode four. Um, Sorry, that's episode three, four ways to quantify your goals. Then we move on to episode four. I gave you three ways to prioritize your financial goals. Now, again, if you guys, if you guys see, this is all before you start moving money around from one account to another because you need to understand the foundational work in order to really make some moves with your finances. So episode number four is three ways to prioritize your financial goals. Sometimes we make goals and then we don't start with the with the top goal, right? We don't start with let me put money in my emergency fund. Instead, we might start with let me just throw $10,000 into an investment account. And it, there's nothing wrong with investing, but you really do need to have that safety net first so that you don't end up in a situation where your money is all invested. And in order for you to even have an emergency fund, you have to go through a few steps in order to get that money. But then your investing, your investment money should be something you're doing 
long term. So if you have to keep pulling it out for emergencies, you know, you're not getting that long term. And it's kind of the same concept where people put money into their emergency fund, but then I'm going to say emergency fund slash savings account, but then they transfer it to their checking account because they need to cover their bills. Right. So you have to understand um, how to prioritize your financial goals so that you're not messing up your own financial goals. That's going to be very important as well. Um, let's see. Season three, episode five was sorry. Season two. Y'all, my numbers are all jumbled today. Episode five was three ways to determine what you can afford when it comes to budgeting. It's so, so important to understand whether or not you can afford things. And in that episode, I don't even talk about whether or not you have the money to afford things. But let's take it a step further. You have the money to afford things, but based on your goals, can you actually afford to do the thing you want to do? And if you're not 100% sure, go go listen to that episode because we tend to think, oh, yeah, I got money in the bank. I can afford that. Or I got I got money coming. I can't afford that. So we're counting our eggs before they even hatch, right? Definitely listen to that because you need to understand what you can afford and how you can navigate affordability um, without harming your financial goals. And and a lot of this is all about keeping up with your financial goals. We we set goals, but then we might make decisions to the detriment of our goals. So that's why a lot of this is internal work before you even get to the bank account, before you even get to the paycheck, before you even write down your budget, right? That's a good episode as well. I mean, all these are good episodes, so just just go back and binge the whole season. Um, in episode six, we have a collaboration with Jade from Fork and Photo. And I know we've all been talking about there's food at home, there's food at home, there is food at home. And Jade gives us a number of tips on how to be uh, excited about cooking at home, some of her favorite restaurants. I give y'all one of my favorite restaurants in Tampa. Um, you really want to um, listen to this episode because Jade also gives us a few of her favorite recipes um, and just tips on being excited about cooking at home because for some of us, um, we don't like cooking and that's okay. If you don't like cooking, that's fine. There's no shame in that. If you love cooking, you still may have days where you don't want to cook. So she gives us a few tips on how to be excited and also go check out her page because, oh my gosh, the food that she cooks looks amazing. She's got video, like, y'all, just go check out her page. She's got that, she got that southern flavor in her cooking, all puns intended. In episode seven, we move on to another collaboration with Mika from Debt Free Gonna Be. Um, I know the people are obsessed with her. She gives us three tips on being dedicated to our financial goals. And she makes it very clear that she is not dedicated to paying off um, her debt. She is dedicated to the lifestyle that she wants to have. This, I love talking to Nika because we, not only is she my friend, she's my sore, but we, we just vibe because she's so real about her finances. And she's gonna tell you the truth about her finances and how she's been navigating them and she's going to provide you with some really good tips. So you can follow her on Instagram. You can follow Jade on Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, both of them have really good content. Episode eight, I give you six tips for budgeting with kids. I can't, I don't have kids, but 
I I was a child and I see people with kids all the time. But this this question came up when I um, went to do a speaking engagement last month in February um, during the Black Law Students Association's um, convention. And this was the Midwest Black Law Student Association. Um, I flew out to St. Louis. I did the speaking engagement there. And one of the questions I got was, how do you budget when you have kids? Like, how do you enjoy that process? And so I decided to give you all six tips for budgeting with kids. I've had so many people ask me this question before. It's like, you know, Nikki, you're budgeting, but you're not budgeting with kids. So how do I do that? And you have to remember that budgeting with kids is just budgeting with yourself, but you need to break it down for for smaller people, right? For the little people around you. So give them a budget. Give them an allowance. Open up a bank account for them. Incorporate them into your monthly finances and talk about it. I still remember when my mom used to spread out the the finances that they had um, from the letters that they got, you know, the little invoice letter you get from the company that says your month's bill is this. Um, she'd have the notebook with all of their stuff written down in it. And she used to make my brother and I call these companies. Like, I remember her having me call, like, Sears or something one time to, you know, make a payment over the phone or ask some question. And she's like, okay, you're going to call them and you're going to ask whatever, whatever. And I called, and I think it was a, a, a guy who answered, and he's like, um... Okay, what's your account number? So I like I give him all the information and he's like, Are your parents with you? <laughs> and he was just he was so shook because I I had to be maybe five or six at most, y'all. And my mom was like, You're gonna ask these questions and even if I didn't really understand what I was asking, it helped build up that confidence. But it also helped me understand that this is a normal part of life, it's a normal process of life. And she really did incorporate us into that. Now, fast forward, right? We have all these apps that we can put on our phone. My dad is doing the finances and he's like sitting us down and he's like, you all need to get online banking. And he like, he never let up about that. He would tell my brother and I all the time, you need to get online banking. You need to pay your bills online. They need to be automated. So he sat us down and he walked us through that process and incorporating your kids into this makes it a normal part of life, makes it something that is important. I can't tell you how many people are like, my parents never talked about finances. My parents never showed me what to do financially. It really does stunt the growth of your children if you're not showing them how to operate with their finances. So that's a really good episode for anyone who has kids, anyone thinking about having kids, anyone who has guardianship over someone else's kids, anyone who was a kid. There, I covered all of us. I covered everybody. So that is episode eight in season two. And then episode nine. Oh my gosh. This is the reset episode. And I give you five questions to ask when reevaluating your goals. And I just talked about this um, earlier this week on Instagram, which is what we're going to talk about today. I have an actual topic for us to talk about today. So don't go anywhere. Um, but the reset is so, so, so important. And the reason I put the reset at episode nine is because we've been in the month for a little over 60 days at this point, And some of us have a habit of just 
bulldozing through our goals. We just like forge head on. But you have to stop and reevaluate. Where am I in the process of my financial goals? How does it look with me moving forward? Do I need to change my goals a little, right? So if your goal was to put $2,000 in your emergency fund this year, but you find yourself in the month of March and you've only put $150 in there, you got to be honest and ask yourself, am I really in a position to hit my $2,000 goal? If the answer is no, you don't just throw the goal out the window. You pivot and you change the goal. Okay, well, if I'm at 150 right now and it's been three months, maybe I'll reevaluate and say by the end of the year, I like to have $1,000 in my emergency fund. Don't pivot so much to where the goal is so easy that you could have done a little more, but don't be stagnant or complacent, right? And keep it at 2000 and then feel bad that you don't reach your goal. So so adjust a little bit. That's what that episode is all about. Um, those questions are really good questions to ask yourself. And you need to be asking yourself that every other month would be my opinion. If you're not doing it every month, right? But every other month. If you also have any kind of big things that happen during the month, maybe you had a big emergency or maybe you had... A big lifestyle change where you got a raise or you lost a job or you quit, you know, whatever the thing is, also reevaluate as well because that could also affect your goals throughout the year. Episode 10 is the art of saying no. You won't ruin your financial goals faster than saying yes to every single person who has their hand out, who's asking you for help. And asking for help is not bad in and of itself. Being asked for help is not bad, but sometimes we are not in a position to financially help other people, right? The second part of this is sometimes the person asking us for help doesn't actually need money. What they need is education. So be very, very cognizant of the art of saying no, because we'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I got you. Um, I'll, I'll loan you 500. I'll loan you 5,000. And it's sometimes an ego thing. Check your ego, if that's what it is, and then check the person's level of education because maybe they just need to understand, hey, if you pay your money to this bill first and then when you get your second paycheck, you pay the other half of your bills, maybe that's all they need to understand how to get out of their financial hole that they dug for themselves. And then we have episode 11, knowing when to ask for help. This is very important because a lot of times we wait until it's too late to ask for help. So recognize when you need help and what kind of help you need. If you don't know what kind of help you need, don't ask people because people will help you the way they think they need to help you. And then you ultimately still end up needing help. And now people think that you're not even using the help and advice that they gave you. So take a moment to figure out. Okay, I recognize that I need help, but what kind of help do I need? Again, do I need money? How much money? For how long? Can I afford to pay it back? This is another thing. If you need help and you are asking somebody for money specifically, be very honest with that person. Hey, I need $150. I have no guarantee that you will give it back. Will that stop someone from giving you the money? Probably. But there will be at least one person who says, you know what? That's fine. Here's $150 and you just give it to me, you know, whenever you can, if you can, right? But no one's pressed about it. So be very honest about what you need 
and then how you can repay that person if it needs to be repaid. So those are all of the episodes for uh, season two, episodes one through 11. Today we're going to have episode 12 and this is also going to be a, a episode where it's something that you need to do some self-reflection on. Um, and a lot of these episodes in season two have to do with self-reflection and understanding your finances and understanding your goals and what you want to do and reevaluating. And this episode is no different. So let me just tell you all, maybe in about December, I noticed that I, so I have a credit card. I have two credit cards. I noticed in December that I have a bit of a balance, right, that I'm carrying over into the next month. And I, my credit card is not hitting zero dollars. Like at some point, your credit card should say, your balance is zero dollars. It should say that every single month. But if you're paying down your credit card, obviously it won't for a few months. So I, I realized that my credit card balance was at zero dollars. But in December, at the end of the month, it was not saying zero dollars as I was moving into January. And there was maybe like, I don't know, $200 balance. And then in February, uh, January, the same thing happened. And then in February, the same thing happened. So I get to March. I'm like, not only am I still carrying this balance over, but it's also getting a little bigger. Now, I recognize in January and February that I have a balance, but I wasn't really trying to pay the balance off. I was just like, yeah, it's there. It's a balance. It's a thing that's happened, but eh, whatever. And the balance wasn't a whole lot. So the... The credit limit on that card is um, over $14,000 and the balance was 200 in December, I think maybe 300 in January and then in February it got up to about 400. Now, because this balance was on the credit card every month, it was kind of throwing off the the bills or the money that I was sending to the credit card to pay off the balance. And I clearly was not catching every expense because the the balance was throwing me off. So we get to the month of March and I'm like, my credit score is being affected by this, not because the balance is big, but because I'm carrying the balance over from month to month. So now my credit score is being affected and I've got interest that's coming through. I don't like this. I don't like this. So we get to March and I decide no matter what the balance is in March, I'm going to take all the money out of my checking account, out of my budget, and I'm going to put it on this credit card. And then and now keep in mind, all of my bills are paid. Um, but whatever money was left over, I was going to take that money and just send it to my credit card. I didn't care what the balance was. This is a form of resetting, right? And we talk about resetting in episode nine. This is a form of resetting your fine, like your actual finances. So you, you have a credit card or you might have two credit cards and you're using them, but the, the balance is not hitting zero. You've not seen zero on that credit card for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, whatever. You need to reset. So you need to get to a point where you say, no matter what this balance is, I am going to make it a line item in my budget and I'm going to transfer that money as soon as I get paid. So if your carryover balance has been $300 for the last six months, you need to transfer. You need to transfer. So I'm telling this story on Instagram. I'm like, y'all, I just transferred like $888 to my credit card. So 
the balance that was being carried over into March was about $500. But then I'd also booked a couple of flights and did something else. So it was up to about $888. I transferred that money. And did I want to? No, because I could have done a lot of stuff with that money. But because that balance was carrying over every month, I clearly had already been doing stuff in previous months that I hadn't paid for yet. So I needed to reset my credit card to get that zero dollar balance. Now, as I'm telling this story on Instagram, one of my high school friends, um, he's like, you know, Nikki, I don't follow all of your um, your tips every single time you give them like to a T because I'm still working on being able to do that. But as soon as you said you need to reset, I immediately thought of my credit card and how I've been babysitting this balance. And I immediately transferred the money from my account to my credit card as soon as you said that. And he'd been doing the same thing. But what caught my attention is that he used the word babysitting. And it was the most perfect word to describe this. And we all do this. We all babysit our finances. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard someone say, oh, you're still babysitting that drink. You're still kind of watching that drink, not really doing anything. We do the same thing with our finances. We have a goal or we have an obligation that we need to take care of, but we just don't. And we just kind of sit back and we watch it. We make sure that it doesn't do anything crazy, but then we don't do anything to, you know, get it to the next financial goal or get it to the next stage that we want it to be at. And so we just babysit. I mean, I was carrying over this balance. I, and I was actively using my credit card. I would pay off all the charges for the month, or at least most of them. Um, and then the balance would just carry over to the next month. Was anything crazy happening? No. But I was just watching it like, yeah, all right, as long as we don't get out of control, I'm good. But I have to reset. Instead of babysitting our finances, we need to reset. And this is not just um, with your credit card. This could be for your emergency fund. You need to reset, Right. Sometimes we will use our emergency fund and then we won't replenish it. There should be a number that you have in your emergency fund that no matter what, you are always striving to keep that amount of money in your emergency fund. If it's $500, that's fine. If it's $5,000, that's fine. Whatever that number is, if you get lower than that, you need to reset. And your reset should be putting money into your emergency fund until you hit that number. And that's going to be your default number, right? So the same thing can happen where it's your credit card. Maybe it's your emergency fund. Maybe it's your investment account where you've maybe moved some things around or maybe you've left money um, with some of your investments for too long and you wanted to switch them, but you haven't gotten around to it. This is all a part of resetting. And so don't think that it's just solely based on credit cards. Anytime that you've just kind of been complacent and watching something happen but not doing any actual um you know movements with it and you know you need to that's something that we're going to call babysitting it's where you have an obligation that you're you're not tending to you're just kind of watching it and it's not anything crazy that's happening but you're just kind of watching it take place could you do something about it yes should you do something yes but just kind of laying back not really doing anything This is where you need to say, all right, let me stop babysitting and let me go ahead and make these moves like I need to. Let me, you know, reset to wherever I need to reset and then move forward. It will help you stay on track with your goals so much. And then if you need to reevaluate your goals, you can go from there. So stop babysitting. 
please stop babysitting because I, I know all of us are doing it for a fact. And it's it's a common thing where you just, you're like, listen, I just don't feel like doing the thing that I should be doing right now. I just don't feel like it. So I asked this question on my Instagram page and I was like, how many of us are babysitting? And 77% of us are babysitting some aspect of our finances, according to my Instagram. Is this a real statistic? No, I didn't. I didn't talk to people and go out and no, I didn't do all the things. But according to my Instagram, 77% of my followers are babysitting. So y'all stop babysitting. If you need to do something with your finances, just go ahead and do it. If you need to open up that checking account that's separate so you can pay bills, do that. If you need to create that emergency fund in a separate account, do that. If you need to open your high yield savings account, do that. Like whatever the thing is that you've just been holding off for months and you've just been babysitting, I'm going to need you to go ahead and take care of it. So that's just something else to add to your toolkit Um, for season two when it comes to really understanding your finances and how to move through with your finances it's going to be really important to take all of these things into consideration because they will help you along the way and season three we're talking we're having a totally different discussion in season three so use these tips um, to prepare yourself for season three and beyond Um, these are all really good tips we'll have more collaborations in season three as well so be prepared for that but yeah like just go back and binge season two get all the tips and tricks that you need for your finances and understand that reflecting on your finances reviewing them reevaluating resetting them all of that is going to be essential to really staying on track because you need to understand where you are today where you were yesterday and where you want to be tomorrow. And all of these things will help you all throughout that process. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We have over 10,000 downloads on Black Girl Budget. I don't know if y'all know, but when I first started the podcast, I did a couple episodes and then I fell off because work was just overwhelmingly busy and I wasn't... um I wasn't able to edit the episodes fast enough. So I did a couple and then fell off. When I started doing them consistently beginning in October, um, you guys have just, you've loved the episodes. Um, you really enjoy them. I get a lot of feedback from people are like, I listen to your podcast. I have other people who tag me um, in their Instagram stories and people are responding to them like, oh, I love the Black Girl Budget podcast. So Definitely share this with family, friends, and frenemies. Everyone needs some good financial information, right? Uh, So thank you all so much for joining me on the podcast. We have over 10,000 downloads, and this has come just between October and the month of March. So kudos to you guys. We are an international audience. I love that so much that more than just people in my immediate area are getting this information because it's applicable anywhere that you are. Um... What else? What else? So next week, there will not be a Black Girl Budget podcast episode because this was the season finale, y'all. This was it. Um, I want to tell you that I've had so many people reach out to me and say, you know, thank you because of the information you give. I have $700 in my emergency fund when I had zero. I'm paying off my credit card debt. I'm checking my um, my bills to make sure that I'm not being overcharged, that I'm not, um, you know, overdrafting my account that I'm working with my kids on their budgets. 
so like y'all are doing so well and I love it so much. I'm very excited for season three of the podcast. Um, we're going to bring a lot more information. I'm not going to tell you all the topic, but we're going to bring y'all more information um, that you can go forth and be great with. So follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. You can also follow me on Twitter as well. Um, I do have some other things that will be coming. I can't tell you all just yet, but just know they're on the way. So again, this is the last episode for season two. There will not be an episode next week, but still share the podcast with your friends, with your family so that they can catch up and be prepared for season three. All right, you guys, thank y'all so much. I appreciate it. And y'all have a good weekend. I'll talk to y'all soon.